Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up! It's up. Welcome in to another edition of Talk of Champions Recruiting. Once again, I am leading the way here. This is Zach Barry. Joining me, Mr. Ben Garrett. Benjamin, happy weekend. How are we doing on this Friday afternoon? Mr. Mr. Ben Garrett. Aren't I like two years older than you? If that. Uh, I am I'm 35. All right, so yeah, two years older than you. So what okay. are we doing here? Why am I Mr.? I'm not my father. Mr. Benjamin was my father. You can call me Spirit Ben. <laughs> the thing um, is, people will take your word for that. It, you act as if whenever I go somewhere in Oxford or maybe I'm going to cover an Ole Miss in a bowl game and I go out to a bar, an Ole Miss bar, just to see people, um, most people, even my friends, my closest friends, will mockingly call me Spirit Ben as if I chose this. I guess I did, but it was only because the Ole Miss Spirit and Ben and Ben Garrett's generic name, and yet is now going to be on my gravestone. Like when I die, think about this. You know what they're going to say? Not, oh man, Ben Garrett's gone. Most people are going to go, oh, that Spirit Ben guy, and I'm fine with it. It's more than more of a legacy than most people get. It'll be on my gravestone. It's, it's better than Spirit the. Ben. It's better than the alternative. Yeah, not be remembered at all. But that was. Or they, they could they could just call you bad names. Well, I get a lot of that too, especially yeah. especially on um on Twitter. It used to be yeah. worse, though, because I would engage Mississippi State people. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> Maybe I should. I had something else Maybe to add about Spirit we're just, Ben we're Brand just trolling <laughs> state people. Anyway, how's your Friday going? That's good, man. It's, uh, it's a wonderful day. A little chilly. Yesterday was was gorgeous. Um, today's a little, little cold. Um, but we're good. We're here. We're going to talk some recruiting. Uh, but first... I do want to ask you, did you know, I have not confirmed this yet, but there are rumors. Oh, no. Working to go through the back channels and figure it out. I have been told from a reputable source that the next episode of Last of Us will air on Friday, I guess today, as as opposed to Sunday. So they do not compete with uh, the Super Bowl. I knew this. I'm excited. I've actually been replaying it this week while also playing Hogwarts Legacy. This is what everybody tuned in for. I know. Oh, God, here goes Ben again, the nerd, nerding out. But, guys, I got sorted into Gryffindor. I know. He's a Cowboys fan. He's a Gryffindor. Oh, you're a Yankees fan, too? No. I went through the sorting process. I was sorted into Gryffindor. So I'm in Gryffindor in Hogwarts Legacy. It's the biggest open-world game ever created. So I'm getting to live in Hogsmeade and Hogwarts. This is great. It's the perfect Friday. After I get done talking to you, I'm going to go jump into the common room, maybe talk to a few uh, fellow Gryffindors, maybe go to charms class, 
And then this, and then tonight, watch The Last of Us. Been playing through that game again, which is the best game ever created. Go play it if you haven't already. Even if you hate video games, go play The Last of Us. It's unbelievable. And the show has made perfect changes, like small changes, but consequential changes. And the show is dope. I was worried about it. I really was because the uh, hit rate on video games turned into other types of media, specifically movies, ain't great. We all remember Doom, don't we? With The Rock, only me. Okay, well it sucked. It was terrible. And then on what about Sundays, the, the what about Super the first Bowl. what about the first Mario Brothers movie? Oh, that's a classic. That's a cult classic. <laughs> and then Sunday is the Super Bowl, and AJ's in it. And the last time you and I talked, I didn't know what to do. And don't worry, for all you who've been worried, especially Alex, like I know Alex, man, you've been really worried. I'm going to just root for, for AJ and the Eagles to win. It kills me as a Cowboys fan, but I'm going to do it. It's going to do it. Go Eagles. Eagles. For a recruiting show, we are off to a roaring start here. Um, but let's hey, get AJ to AJ Brown playing on Super Bowl Sunday, one of the greatest Rebels of all time, is a recruiting pitch unto itself. And it's awesome. That's true. Um, he never played in the postseason at Ole Miss. It's a crime. And now he's finally getting not only he's gotten the postseason experience before he played in the postseason all three years in Tennessee, even making it to the AFC championship game. But now he's in the Super Bowl. If anybody, I, I would argue, if you rank the top 10 Ole Miss Rebels, most deserving, whether they got one or not is inconsequential, most deserving of a championship opportunity, A.J. Brown is easily in the top 10. So I have to root for my guy. He's my favorite Ole Miss Rebel ever. And he's getting to play for the ultimate prize. I want to see him win that. I just wish he was winning that for, I don't know, another team that isn't the friggin' Eagles. The Cowboys would have been ideal. They could have picked him. They didn't. And instead, here I sit for the 30th year in a row almost. Sad because the Cowboys didn't win. Boy, yeah, it's a recruiting pitch, sure. AJ's playing on Sunday. You don't think Ole Miss is going to come out with graphics? The Ole Miss recruiting department's not going to roll out graphics of AJ playing on Super Bowl Sunday? Of course they are. So, see, we can bring it all back. Yeah, that's yeah. what um, uh, you know that's 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 what people come for here is the full circle, uh, anecdotes that we have on our recruiting show. Uh, the last right. time we did, Ole Miss Rebel Chuck, who has been with us at the Ole Miss Spirit for a long time, I love him to death, but he comes out and says, "Hey Ben, uh, hope you appreciate this feedback. Your last show sucked. Very good. All because I couldn't shut my stupid mouth talking about Very good. that I love. No. Yeah, but it's like, we're, I don't no understand. I, I would love to ask Chuck straight up. Hey, Chuck, not Chuck Ronsville, Ole Miss Rebel Chuck, where was the feedback? Oh, I just, I sucked? Okay. Well, I'll try to be better. And yet I haven't tried to be better because here I am again doing the same dumb stuff. Did he say with all due respect before he said that you sucked? No, I don't think I got that courtesy. I love uh, those even more, though. See, that could have bailed him those out. Are the best. Hey, with all due respect, you're a piece of shit. I said with all due respect. Yeah, then you would have been like, well, by God, I respect it because you said with all due respect. Well, you know what? I respect you, sir, because you said with all due respect. Yeah, I accept the the, uh, of human excrement. The important disclaimer that you have to put out there. All right. Um, So the main topic... There's there's one main topic that I want to get to, but first I do have to ask you just some, you know, quasi breaking news happened. Uh, I guess it was late yesterday. Uh, the days all run together at this point. Um, 
when you are a father. Well, you've been but, dealing with yeah, you've been dealing with some stuff at your house. <clears throat> but uh, Texas and Oklahoma, they are going to go ahead and stroke a check and just say, you know what, we don't care. We're coming 2024. So I believe it's is it July 1st, 2024. I they think will, that's uh, that's the first calendar day. Yeah, the they will calendar. officially be members of the Southeastern Conference. Um, so let's touch on this real quick. I know there's been talk about restructuring the divisions, just geographically trying to be somewhat correct. Um, Cause yeah, still Missouri in the East is so stupid. Um, Makes but, no sense. Uh, do you anticipate them sticking with divisions? I know the, the, the scuttlebutt and the, the rumor mill has been saying that they're going to do away Pots. with it and go they're to a go nine to game, nine game schedule. What do you think? I would be down for a nine-game schedule. Um, I just hope that Ole Miss gets permanent opponents of Vanderbilt, Kentucky, <laughs> Zuri, Missouri. Yeah, I'll Arkansas. take Auburn if I have to. Mississippi State. No, no, no. They, they yeah, it's, it's got to be. It's it's got to be Mississippi State. Um, they they can never beat Arkansas anymore. <laughs> Who would want that? But Arkansas uh, would be in their pot if they had one. I think a nine-game SEC schedule makes the most sense. But if you really wanted to get like maximize the engagement from your fans and uh, from each and every university do pods. I mean, can you imagine the marketing opportunities what and would, the money making opportunities? Cause what would that be? Uh, the, I, I'm not good at math. That's why I did. That's why I studied journalism, but isn't it like every four years, every in, member institution would go to each campus. Is that how it would work out? Yeah. Like the rotating. Like okay. Yeah. I mean, that would be great. I mean, that'd be great game, and everything, but my whole thing is I want Ole Miss to win a title and let's be honest. <laughs> well, I mean, Come on. I don't want to play Georgia and Alabama and LSU over and over and over. Give, it, me, the, give me the weaker pod teams. But <laughs> here's my question, though. If you did play in a pod, would you hang a banner at the end of the year for a pod if you wanted? Pod like champ. Ole Miss 2027 pod, pod four champs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hell, we hung SEC West co-champs in 2003 and led well, that up there for years. The Royal We. I physically did not. Someone else did. Well, um, Ole Miss. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I know that's taboo. Sorry. I, I went I to think... Ole Miss. I grew up an Ole Miss fan. I married an Ole Miss girl, <laughs> but I can't say sometimes let it slip and say we. Sorry. My bad. You know, I got to draw there the like line. Is there like a demerit you get in journalism circles for accidentally slipping a we? Look, like, I got to draw I the line it, somewhere, now... Ben, at professionalism because I can't, on one hand, post the trailer for Fast 10 – and then turn around and say we when talking about Ole Miss. I got to stay professional. That's what I'm asking here. You know, we can do a I listicle. Mean, I don't we think can it's do a, a listicle from CBS <laughs> or wherever on three national you pick it of picking apart the trailer for Fast 10 and how it pertains to college football. But I say well, we accidentally one time. I think Did I get like uh, 10 lashes outside in front of the in front of the Manning Center or something. I think I did see earlier Bunky Perkins was doing like a thread on Twitter of all his favorite moments. Um, there you go. My God, Bunky. I did. Have you seen the trailer yet? Yes, it's horrible. I don't want to talk about John that. Cena does do an attitude adjustment in the trailer. Well, he's what, probably my most hated wrestler ever. So great. What? You're like actively encouraging me not to watch this. Oh, geez. Yeah. But um, I do I, I do like the idea of the nine game schedule because it would be cool to visit all those teams. I mean, you wouldn't have to go through those yeah. stretches where. Ole Miss doesn't play like Georgia and Ole Miss is a fun trip. Doesn't matter if it's Oxford or Athens, both places are like one in the same. Athens is Oxford on steroids. 
So well, that's what Ole I was going to say. They're basically always, the same yeah. town. Yeah, they're the same town. So um, Ole Miss fans, George fans, you're always going to have a, a great time on that trip, but you don't get to do it that often. And those two fan bases, even though the success rate isn't the same, obviously, but like those two fan bases are very similar in temperament. So why wouldn't you combine them? It's, it's weird. It's like the greatest cocktail party in college football is Florida and Georgia. And yet, you know, how much more of a fun of a raucous atmosphere would it be with Ole Miss and Georgia fans, you know, crowd in Jacksonville or wherever the hell. Maybe they have to meet up in Birmingham. Oh, that'd be, that would suck. Temecula. Um, yeah, the nine-game schedule sounds great because it's nine conference games. That's going to get the most bang for your buck. Yeah, um, because that is a problem. At- that's a problem. You know, Lane was doing all that stuff last year, talking about the fans and everything. But you're going back to back to back with Troy and Central Arkansas, and who gives you shit? Right. Right. Here's, I mean, who here's wants a, to drop a family of four's got to drop six grand for three weeks of games against nobody. So at least here they would get to drop that six grand on good teams. All right. Here's here's your here's the question, then we'll move on to recruiting. Because of this, do you think there will be a shakeup in 2025 with that scheduled game against the University of Southern California Trojans? Because that would be a huge bummer. It would be a bummer, but I think it kind of has to. I, I, they'll keep it. They'll keep it only because. I don't know why. I think you should. I mean, that that's a phenomenal non-conference game. It's a chance for. It is, but you're playing non-ACC games. Yeah, but. You're already <laughs> starting behind the eight ball if you're really trying to win a title and get to that 12-game playoff. Well, then play two How cupcakes. How many wins are you going to have to have? All right, what's your record going to have to be to get into the 12-game playoff? I mean, at the very, playoff, at the very least, nine and three, depending on the landscape. But yeah, I mean, nine right. and three, so ten why, and two. If you're going to play nine SEC games, then play three cupcakes because that way you can at I, least have those three in the I, bank. Why do you want to go play USC where you probably lose or you're probably going to lose? Recruiting, maybe not. It, I, I would See? argue that like, tangibly, but tangibly, I don't think that gives you really anything recruiting wise. You get the it's same kind just, of engagement. It's and, eyeballs and playing against Lincoln Riley, and plus it's Neat. Lane Kiffin going back to LA. Come on, Neat, that is but no, but no one that is must by- see TV. That is a marquee game against a blue blood powerhouse program that is now. I don't know if they're officially back, but they're very much on their way. I I, I think Lane's going to do whatever he can to keep that one. Probably so, but what I'm saying is no prospect, no recruit is going to be going to Ole Miss or making a decision or really factor into his decision whether or not Ole Miss played at USC in 2024. Well, I mean, not not an ultimate like, all right, if they don't play there, I'm not going to Ole Miss. No, but like it's just another way for you to extend the brand to another time zone, to another area of the country where prospects don't, you know, because first of all, prospects don't watch games very often anyway. But if it's in their backyard or if it's a close hour and a half, two-hour drive, maybe they drive over to the Coliseum and check it out. Uh, I just don't think it matters at all. I, I mean, selfishly maybe. also just want to go back to Los Angeles and hit some of my favorite spots up while we're while we're there. Well, there we agree because I want to go to the Rose Bowl once before I die. So, yes. Never been, like never been to a game, but I've been to Pasadena and been outside the stadium. It is very cool. Yeah. So, selfishly, I would like to do that. Sure. Yes. All right. But I don't think it really matters as far as recruiting goes. We'll see. I'm trying to see almost win a title, man. And you're already starting with nine SEC games. You're starting you, at a disadvantage. You know, so ultimately, why, this is this just falls under the category. 
falls into the category truly been of just who can say because we don't know we don't know we don't we don't know if the sec just if the sec just flat out tells like given hey you're not playing the trojans sorry then yeah okay you can't do it but i think kiffin and, wants and to go you're back assuming, and you're assuming that kiffin's still here there it who is knows? now we're talking all right who knows so great segue because this is what i wanted to talk to you about because we were supposed to record earlier this week i had a bunch of stuff going on so that's on me so we're recording on a friday but can we officially put to bed the narrative of Lane Kiffin does not recruit and he does not actively help in recruiting? Can we stop doing that? Where, where, not, what is this? Not from? you personally. Yeah, where is this coming from? It's just been this narrative for, I guess, two years now where it's like, well, you know, all he does is fish and he doesn't try, he doesn't even care. He doesn't like recruiting. Okay, maybe he doesn't like recruiting, but unless the last, I don't know, 12 prospects that I've talked to just flat out lied to me, Lane Kiffin is very active in recruiting these days. He was very active. Here's the question then. Do you think he's kind of uh, changed his approach in some way? Maybe he's getting more personal? There you go. We're on the same wavelength there. I think he's very much – Turned it up a notch for 2024. But I think at the tail end of 23, he was very active um, with a couple of prospects. Kedrick Riscano comes to mind. Um, I I mean, he was, I don't care what anyone says. I've talked to Suntarian multiple times. He said it every single time. Lane Kiffin recruited him for two years. And the, there was this, you know, this, this out in the ether, out, out into the void of like, well, that, you know, Alabama, you know, was probably going to flip him because Lane Kiffin isn't, isn't talking to him. No, that, that, that's not a thing. And look, I think this is just shows the landscape of recruiting and how it's changed with NIL and how Ole Miss is, is at an even bigger disadvantage now. They're trying to rectify it. The Grove Collective is doing phenomenal things. They are working tirelessly to try to rectify the issue. But look, it's been like this forever. It's just now out in the open, but even more so now that prospects are given even more ways to make decisions and to dictate their value, their worth and what they want to do. Look, the bigger programs, the ones that play in the college football playoff, the ones that win 10 plus games every year, the programs with more alumni, with more money, they are always going to be in the mix, regardless of where the prospect is from, where they live, who they talk to. But I think if you're an Ole Miss fan, you need to be encouraged with some of the recent interviews that I've done, which you can read at omspirit.com, part of On3. Every single one I talk to, they talk to Lane Kiffin. Whether it's at a junior day, they go into his office and they sit down with him. Whether it's a text message, whether he's out jet-setting around the state, going to schools, seeing prospects. I think there's an uptick because he opted to stay at at Ole Miss. He's, I, I don't know how many more years, but I think it's more so because this 2024 class is just absolutely loaded. And I think that he truly sees a real and legitimate opportunity 
to build an actual quality depth chart for years to come. Your national champions are back for another exciting year of Ole Miss baseball. Show your support for both Ole Miss baseball and the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation by signing up for the Pledge Per Win and Pledge Per Home Run campaigns. Donations are charged every Monday, allocated into your blue priority point total, and are up to 90% tax deductible. So sign up today by visiting givetoathletics.com slash donate. That's givetoathletics.com slash donate, or call the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-7159. That's Ole Miss Baseball and the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation, 662-915-7159. And Ole Miss fans, Morgan Wallen is bringing his One Night at a Time tour to Vaught-Hemingway Stadium April 22nd and April 23rd. Tickets for both nights are still available and start at just $78. To purchase, visit MorganWallen.com. That's MorganWallen.com. The car buying process can be a lot. I know, I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell, and what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage, but intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. It's a new year, and that means setting new goals for yourself and your family. And there's no better time to throw financial goals into the mix. Because the past year has been stressful for lots of people, me included. So why not take this opportunity to reevaluate where you are financially and where you want to be down the road? And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group and wants to help you set your financial goals and work towards a more secure financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186 for a no-cost consultation. That's Thomas Chandler at 662-296-0186 to get started today on your journey to financial health today. I think a lot of things can be true all at once. One, Lane Kiffin, when he's engaged, is far and away one of the very best recruiters. or He's the best recruiter. He's a selling point and brand and marketing opportunity unto himself. 
So when he's engaged, he's unstoppable. It's hard to beat out Lane Kiffin for a kid if he's engaged. But for the first three years of his Ole Miss career, it is also fair to say, and it's a fair criticism, that he wasn't as, as engaged as he maybe should have been. Maybe oh, his he was, focus was He was elsewhere. just living off his brand at that point. Yeah. And That's now fair. he has refocused a lot of his energy because the results of the last two recruiting cycles, there's a lot of strength in what they've gotten, including six four-star better prospects in 2023 and 14 transfer portal additions that for a class that ranked number six in the country by on three this year. Those are all good things, but they could have been better. And I think he recognizes that. Um, and, and this 2024 class in Mississippi in particular is a very unique opportunity for him and Ole Miss to not have to go all that far outside of the borders of Mississippi to build the core of a really, really friggin' good class. And knowing his strengths that when he is engaged, he is unstoppable as a recruiter, far and away the best recruiter for Ole Miss when he is engaged, that he is now more engaged because he understands and accepts the criticism that the last three years you should have done better. And I think everyone would agree with that. As good as a lot of the players they added were, there was a lot left to be desired, especially in the high school ranks as far as numbers go, because Ole Miss signed in December, far and away the smallest class in the SEC. And it's not like they padded those stats in February. They signed two guys, three guys. 16 commitments, I think, is what they got. 14 transfer additions, which comes out to what? 30. 30 and all. We're used to 25, 30 additions each year in high school, and it's different now with the portal, so it's mm-hmm. somewhat by design. But I think that number would have been closer to 40 if Kiffin truly was honest with himself and admitted what he wanted. Because there were some high school misses that, quite frankly, they missed on because Ole Miss wasn't as good as other schools in their approach. And some of that, not all of it, but some of it probably had to do with Kiffin, whether he was engaged or not in a particular recruiting battle. Now he's engaged in pretty much every one of them, especially for the guys that really, really matter, like Cam Franklin. He's not going to let a Cam Franklin Mm -hmm. go to Mississippi State, Alabama, Georgia, wherever, without one hell of a fight. And quite frankly, I think he's written that guy on his board. Remember when Ed Orgeron did that back in recruiting with Joe McKnight? He wrote it on the board. It was in uh, Meat Market by Bruce Feldman, our buddy Bruce Feldman. And he put it on the board. He said Joe McKnight encircled, or maybe it's Frank Wilson. I think Lane Kiffin's effectively doing that with a Cam Franklin. And you you mentioned, you know, Sonny P. Sonny P was a very similar thing. He did actively yeah. and personally recruit that player. But now can you expand that reach for you outside of a select few that you just fall in love with as prospects to help build the class out? Because a lot of coaches do that anyway. Like Kirby Smart is actively involved with every single kid that Georgia signs. He has the final say. Not to say Kiffin doesn't have the final say. He does, but he's not actively engaged with every single kid. Or he, at least he hasn't been for the first three years of his Ole Miss career. But now I do think there's been a, um obvious, noticeable change and how he's gone about his own particular process and operation. Feed it to the fire a little bit now. Yeah. Talking about the numbers, um, that reminds me last night I got into a uh, a very, a very uh, specific wormhole um, looking ahead to today's Hall of Fame announcement for the NFL. Patrick Willis was snubbed, um, which is just egregious. Um, it's ridiculous how it's how ridiculous. Zach how Zach Thomas got in before Patrick Willis is ridiculous because he'd um, been on the ballot for a little bit longer. They say, "Oh, well, Patrick can wait a year." It's not fair. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. Um, Devin it's Hester also got snubbed and ridiculous. The best return man in the history of football. I, I mean, I was watching the Super Bowl. I was at that Super Bowl 
in the rain in attendance wearing Cowboys gear for the Bears and the Colts because my dad was upset with, obsessed with Peyton Manning. And I was in the stands when he returned to Devin Hester, that opening kickoff for a touchdown. And I also saw Prince play Purple Rain in the friggin' rain. And that's what I was there for. Yeah, that, Screw yeah. the football. I'd go to a Super Bowl for that. Um, yeah, yeah. But looking at the numbers from – because I was looking up Devin Hester and <clears throat> looking up his recruitment and looking at that 2002 year. And this is how, like – I mean, this is forever ago. But back then, you had Texas who had the number one class. They had 28 signees in high school. Uh, Georgia had 30. Auburn had 31. Colorado was in the top 10. They had 30. Um, Kansas State was in the top 15. They had 30. Here's a here's a crazy one. Virginia had the 12th ranked class that year. Virginia signed three five-stars that year. But, yeah, I mean, everybody in the top you – don't, you don't get to – everybody has 20 or more outside of Notre Dame had 18. They were the 24th ranked class, and then Alabama had 19. And they were the 30th ranked class. Ole Miss was at 33. They had 18. But, I mean, for the most part, it's anywhere from 21 to upwards of 31. Um, that looks like the most. But, I mean, just everything's different now. The landscape's completely different. People are going to use the portal far more. I mean, the portal didn't exist back then. But just you're going to piecemeal everything together where it's like, all right, we've got 15 guys on our board in high school, and we're going to try to get all 15. And if we don't, if we only get 13, then, you know, we'll do the other 30 with the portal. Um, but anyway, I digress. But, yeah, I, I think Kiffin's, yeah, feet are to the fire a little bit more because of how they ended this past season. Um, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that that building, everybody in there is not happy with how it ended. Um, and I think and that they're not this, happy with how it ended in recruiting. So make no mistake, that's the thing we're yeah. kind of getting at here is you can tell there's a concerted effort to get Lane Kiffin more involved. And it's not just, you know, people going up to him and said, hey, man, you got to call so-and-so. It's him being proactive in recruiting, which is just something he didn't prioritize. Not to say he didn't do it, but he didn't prioritize it in his first three years. And I just – I think everyone recognizes that I mean, 16 is not enough. It's not. 12 wasn't enough in December. It's not enough. And it'd be different if it was 16 kids all ranked four-star higher, and then you had the 14 transfers, like what Georgia – not Georgia, Georgia doesn't do transfers. But, I mean, Alabama gets – when they had when they signed 16 kids, Alabama, Georgia, they're all four-star or better. There's the occasional three-star that just Nick fell in love with in evaluation and scouting stuff. But it's all four-star or better. Um, not to say that stars are the, all, the end-all, be-all. They're not. But they're a pretty good gauge, at least, where things are going. I mean, there's a direct correlation between who's landing the very best prospects, all the four and five stars, and who isn't, and who's winning, who's not. Who always mm -hmm. gets the most four and five stars? Alabama and Georgia. There's a reason why they're always in national championship conversations. Not the whole reason why, because stars aren't everything. But, yeah. I mean, when, you're, when six of your 16, which is what Ole Miss just did in 2023, when six of your 16 are four-star and better, that needs to be like, 10 of your 16 if you're old mess not six yeah their blue chip rating was only 38 percent. you look at the 23 class who had the most ohio state signed 95 percent blue chips yeah. there you go alabama was at 92 georgia was at 84 florida was at 80 
Notre Dame at 79, LSU 72, Clemson 65, Texas 64, A&M 63, and then Oregon, Penn State, Miami all tied at 60. What does that tell you? Blue blood, constant winning programs that have huge alumni bases, huge collectives, huge support. Ole Miss is behind the eight ball, and you're going to have to need – your head coach is going to have to be – Remember, remember a couple of weeks ago we talked about how Lane Kiffin can't operate like Kirby Smart does with, with how he goes about recruiting blue chips. Well, he needs to be like Kirby Smart here, and he needs to be involved in every single recruitment that they feel like he needs to be involved in because Alabama, Georgia, Notre Dame, LSU, Ohio State are trying to get the same guy. Well, the counter to that would be, oh well, he makes up for it in the transfer portal. I would argue is because of what the results have been. It's not as if Ole Miss – Ole Miss has maintained unprecedented year-to-year winning under Kiffin in four years. Even eight, When 8-5 eight and five is a disappointment, you're doing something really, really right and something that's never been done at Ole Miss before. Having said that, I would argue that an over-reliance portal has led to results that aren't necessarily what was promised or expected because Kiffin has said this, you know, just barely losing Alabama isn't good enough. I don't want fans talking about moral victory. Okay. Well, then you're relying on the portal because Georgia and Alabama, if you're truly trying to Ole Miss as a championship program, aspiring to be that, the pro mindset and all that kind of stuff, they they rely mostly on high school, and they pick and choose in the portal. Georgia didn't even pick up a transfer last year. They lost a couple. Alabama went and got four, five, six portal guys, including one and Trey Burton from uh, – from Georgia, and they didn't make the playoff this year. Meanwhile, Georgia's going back-to-back. I'm not saying Ole Miss is ever going to be Georgia, and they do have to be unique in how they approach it. But there is a fine balance that you have to find. I don't know what that is. That's why Lane Kiffin makes the big bucks. He makes $9 million. But we can all agree, when we look at the results as they are, that these last two high school classes haven't been good enough for what Lane Kiffin is aspiring Ole Miss to be. To round this out, So, uh, as we're talking, a little breaking news for you. Greg Sankey today was asked about Oklahoma and Texas. He emphasized that the SEC – who wrote this? Dan Morrison. No one cares about that. Greg Sankey emphasized – sorry, Dan. Greg Sankey emphasized that the SEC is looking at the single division model that would get rid of having an SEC East and an SEC West. It's also a move that would would mimic the Pac-12, which already got rid of definitions. He wants to make sure that every team plays more frequently – than they had under the current model, or they have under the current model. So no pods. My counter to what you said with, yeah, Ole Miss has done a fantastic job navigating the portal. The first year, knocked it out of the park, top portal class. This year, everybody was in on it. They were still number three. But you're not always going to get a guy like Jackson Dart who has multiple years of eligibility. Not every single portal guy is going to give you multiple years. And I think that that's where there are gaps. You can look at the depth chart. You can look at, you know, attrition from guys leaving. You still need to sign quality players out of high school to build that depth, especially because Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss implement the pro mindset strategy of only playing 35, 40 guys a game. Like you got a whole the pro you, mindset deal is you can say that and you can bo- abide by that approach to a point. But where college has an advantage over the NFL is that 
they have to sign guys out of free agency, and that's what the portal is. But Ole Miss has another – not Ole Miss, like the entire college football world has a, a completely other fertile talent pool to pull from. And Ole Miss hasn't been good enough, you know, going into that pool as other schools, specifically for what Lane Kiffin has expected out of them. Hey, one more thing. I was reading this uh, story as you're talking. Sankey was even bold enough to say that the SEC wants to have its model decided before the spring meetings in Destin. That's only a few months away, man. Yeah. We really that close here? Got to get going. I mean, Texas and Oklahoma moved the, the time frame up. You got to be ready. And I'm sure the SEC? you got to go through all those channels of getting things scheduled and set and the logistics behind that. I can't even imagine. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I assume they're going to be working as quickly as possible on that. Um but Are you scared of either Texas or Oklahoma coming to the SEC? Define scared. I mean, I don't think so. I don't think they can break through or break past the Arkansas tier. Both underachieved big time. Now, I mean, you could, okay, people are going to make the argument. They're probably yelling at their phone or their radio right now. Well, Quinn Ewers almost beat Alabama. Like, if he hadn't gotten hurt, okay, that's fair. Now you look at 2023, Quinn Ewers in Texas, they don't have B. John Robinson anymore. So how good is he going to be without the Doak Walker Award winner in the backfield? That's every kid. Jackson was up and down. Jackson Dart almost beat LSU. But, but when you're Texas and you're this big hulking brand and you ask the question, are you scared of them currently? No. Ole Miss can compete with both of those schools right now. You know, It's just it, like LSU and Auburn and Arkansas every year coin flip. Alabama, you assume that's going to be a loss unless Ole Miss surprises you. Let's just be honest. I mean, Lane Kiffin can say what he wants to, that he's done with moral victories for Ole Miss and Alabama, Georgia, whichever team is like the Goliath, which is just Georgia right now. Mm-hmm. But whatever Goliath is, oh, like he can say that oh, Ole Miss isn't David anymore, all he wants. But the bottom line is you go into a year when you're planning it out, not Lane Kiffin, he can't think this way, but you and I can and we're trying to figure out where Ole Miss gets to, how it can get to the playoff, and you assume Alabama as a loss, Georgia as a loss. That's why we look, look to next year and say they got to make road trips to Georgia and Alabama. Well, they're already starting with two losses. You don't expect them to win those games. You hope that they win those games. But where they got to make their hay and show their improvement is beating LSU this year, beating Arkansas now. this year, beating State this year. And that's where that's the tier of teams I think Oklahoma and Texas settles in at. Here's a fun – Thought exercise here. And now this is not don't play the soundbite of breaking news. Georgia, obviously, that's an L. Alabama's got a lot to sort through. Bryce Young is gone. Both coordinators are gone. And I don't care what anyone says. Nick Saban whiffed on those coordinator hires. Get it out, man. Are you trying to say Ole Miss is beating Alabama next year? I'm saying it's not a guaranteed L. You it's look still at assumed because Ole Miss has beaten Alabama, what, 10 times in history? Zach, Zach, Zach. We're arguing semantically now. I agree with you. Ole Miss I'm could just, beat Alabama next year. I'm just has saying. a better shot maybe than, than they have against Alabama in many or most every other year. However, historically, Ole Miss does not beat Alabama, so it's assumed it's, uh, it's predicted to be whatever. It's a loss when you're trying to plan it out until Ole Miss goes and proves that they can win that game. And, yeah, and, I mean, come on. Kevin Steele, I mean, I don't know about you, but I just assumed that Nick Saban was just going to go get Joe Brady and Jeremy Pruitt. 
and it was going to be. I think he tried to get. I think he tried to get Jeremy Pruitt. I think. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to act like I have any kind of real solid sourcing on it, but it just feels like somebody stepped in and was like, "Nah, no, that ain't happening." Maybe that just shows if Nick wrong. Saban, if Nick Saban can't do it, then I guess nobody can. I also never thought that Hugh Freeze would be back in the SEC, and he's at Auburn. So what the hell do I know? Anyway, yeah, and he's wearing sweatshirts that say "WAP" on them. So what a time! Go to Urban Dictionary, Miss fan, older old Miss fan, <laughs> and look up "WAP." I, I would like to think that Hugh had the he knew what he was doing, like he was in on the joke. But then he responds the next day after he gets trolled so hard by everybody, including Lane. He goes back and says, uh, "It doesn't take much effort to be nice to others." So maybe yeah, he still doesn't cool. have any self awareness. To answer your question about Texas and Oklahoma, no. If you're if you're an Ole Miss fan, I don't think they should scare you. They have Oklahoma now, especially without Lincoln Riley, vastly different. Um, Brent Venables has got a ways to go as a head coach. Um, I think defensively, I think it, it's it's talking with people in the industry. I think he was a little taken aback by how far he's going to have to go to get his defense where he wants it to be. Um, we've talked about that on this show before about how he really needs super cerebral heady leaders on that defense to be able to make calls, run the defense on the field. And I think this year it was a lot of, <laughs> it was a lot of, uh, like what Ole Miss was doing with uh, like Derek uh, Derek Jones, like Miles Battle when they first started playing corner, and they were like literally telling them what to do on the sideline. But um, but yeah, I look, I'm just glad that it's happening because it's going to be exciting. It's just more great games for Ole Miss fans to enjoy, and I think that you would agree with me there that it's just going to make the SEC just even stronger and just widen the gap as the number one conference. In college I just want Ole Miss to win a title, so if they got to cancel that USC game, so be it. Well, they won one in baseball, Ben, and baseball is back next week. They won the title. The, they broke through. It's yeah. gravy this year. Even the losses don't have to sting. Sorry. Yeah, the last box for him to check is a regular season SEC title. That's going to be tough. LSU is just freaking loaded. Um, Tennessee is going to be good again, so that's – Tall order, but if anybody can do it, it's Ole Miss. And if anybody can fumble the bag in the postseason, it's Tennessee. It's Tennessee, yes. Yeah. I uh, I assume we will be back to our regularly scheduled program next week. Hopefully uh, nothing else uh, goes wrong in my household, and we will be back to you Tuesday. But until then, Ben, it's a pleasure, as always. Have a good weekend. Enjoy your uh, your Harry Potter game and – and last of us, and uh, we'll uh, we'll reconvene and talk some Super Bowl next week and some recruiting, obviously. We will. Go, AJ. Get your title. Don't mind the uh, crying ginger in the corner wearing his Cowboys gear. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.